Oh shit, holy piss and shit, holy piss and shit, pee and poo as well as piss and shit, and it's holy. gang what's going on? It is I! Mackin, Carol, here. Mackin the Destroyer now. That's right, I'm fucking shit up. Bad boy of the whole town. And I've returned, gang. I've returned after many successful exploits that I'm sure you've read about in your local newspaper. Mackin, hero of the town, again. Mackin saved all the hotties with being smart. Yeah, I did that. Mackin solved late-stage capitalism with a sick-ass comment. Yeah, yeah, I had to do it to him. What's that you say? The world's like... (laughs) Really not much different than when you did a podcast about a year ago? To which I would say, I don't know anything about that because I haven't been keeping up on the news. Oh no! I am worried. My brain is atrophying. Oh no! Somebody told me recently that if you're not expanding, you're withering. Like a plant in the light. If you take a plant out of the light, it doesn't only pause. It withers. I don't think I'm growing my mind these days. That's not good. I don't like that. I don't like that I'm doing that. But I have returned to the podcast because I thought to myself, you know, it's about damn time. I was rocking every two weeks for a while. And then, I started a relationship. That's the relationship theme. Now I'm just playing Peanuts. (laughs) The show, the cartoon of love. Anyways... Yeah, I feel like I was rocking episodes pretty consistently up until last October when I started a relationship. And I have to say, that part is going very well. This is New Mac here, gang. What's my podcast persona if I can't just lament about being single? We're gonna find we're gonna find out, y'all. Being in love? Very very nice. Recommend it. If you're not in love, get fucked. This podcast only for people in love. Uh no, that's not true at all. Um Well, the rest of the stuff was true, just not that the exclusivity part of this podcast. But it's good to be back. I I enjoy making this podcast and I just um 
stayed away for so long, and then it just became increasingly more difficult to start up again because I was like, God, it's been so long, and I would, I would, I would crumple under that weight. Um, but I want to continue to expand my heart and my mind, and I, I do feel like doing these conversations with people does does do that for me. It it like provides this nice structure for me to ask people questions. And I do feel like I take away something from every one of these conversations. Uh, and it's just a, it's, it feels very, I feel very human doing it uh, and talking to other people and stuff. So that's all we're doing here, folks. Hardcore chit chat. That's right. Um, uh, hey guys, welcome back. Uh, we're just trying to have a nice time. Playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption video game recently. It's a good game. I'm a cowboy man running around saving people by shooting a lot of people. <laughs> Weird. Weird. A lot of people in the game concerned with government overreach. And they're like, you get it, right? And I'm like, I guess. I guess if I have to do that to do this mission. Cowboys, man. Cowboys, the more... I've been taking in a lot of cowboy content recently. Just like watching a few westerns and playing this cowboy video game. And man, cowboys kind of fucking suck. <laughs> I feel like in culture we're like, man, cowboys so cool, fucking, you know, do your own thing. But if I really try to think about it with like a modern political lens, I'm like, this sucks. This is just like bullies <laughs> that just like are taking people's shit, going, fuck you, this is mine now. <laughs> I have a gun. I'll shoot you. <laughs> It's really all just, uh, 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 sounds like I would be having a terrible time if I was in the, the old west, the wild west. But game's fun. Game's pretty fun. If I were in the west, I think I might start a breakfast restaurant and just be like, everybody has to eat breakfast. Probably won't get shot at breakfast, I hope, over eggs and beans. So this is a conversation I recorded so ding-dang long ago. Let's find out exactly when this was recorded. This episode was created... The episode, is it, was it recorded in May? That can't be right. No. Okay, let's see when these audio files were created. Yeah, November. That makes sense. Okay. This shit was recorded almost a full year ago. And uh, with my friend Joey Krieger, a.k.a. Joey Forever, y'all. Who's just like one of the most sweet, insightful people that I know. Very rad. Songwriter has a folk punk project called Joey Forever. You gotta listen to his record. I, I've heard through the grapevine. He's working on a new one. But you can find that first Joey Forever record uh, anywhere. We'll, we'll get into more of that. Um, 
but Joey, Joey's just like put a lot of deep thought into things and is, is, uh, is truly very kind. And I really enjoyed talking with him. I forget what state I was in during this recording. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hey, that's always part of it, you know, what I bring to the conversation. Guessing I was probably like tired and a little, <laughs> and a little less, uh, you know, kind than I wanted to be. Tough, tough to, when you notice yourself being like a little crunchy, tough to like be nice to yourself in that, in that time. I feel like I've been feeling a little bit of that recently. So we're going to just like try to take it real easy here, get back on the old podcast and horse and, uh, you know, let everyone know, hey there, got a nice show here. Take you away from your world for just a second. Maybe, 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 maybe let you know about some some thoughts and feelings other people are having and see if you see if you got them too you know you know there's a show about relating there's a show about uh being a cowboy yeah cowboys that really just talk a lot about their feelings really expressive cowboys hey how was your how was your uh 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 bank robbery recently honestly it was really hard <laughs> she like the whole posse was like just I just don't feel like they respect me which I don't need them to like be all you know hanging on my every word or anything but I just like I I took a long time to come up with the plan I just feel like everyone just kind of shows up and they're like, okay, here's what I, you know, here's what we're going to do. Uh, you know, just completely disregard my plan, which is like, I don't, we don't have to do my plan, but just acknowledge that I took a long time to make my plan. (sighs) Maybe that's a me problem. Maybe I'm showing up to the, to the bank robbery, assuming people are, you know, maybe we don't, maybe we don't need to plan. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I ain't cut out for this bank robberin. Gang, happy sad talk thing. Podcast for no one. Podcast for everyone. Hardcore chit chat. Let's get into it with our, our good friend Joey Krieger here. I'm excited for this. Okay, great episode. Here we go. A uh, couple quick little pluggy plugs. Uh, I just recorded a Postal Service cover album. Uh, Postal Service is my favorite band, and it was my first favorite album when I was like 11 years old, and I recently covered that whole record. Uh, so you can find it. It's called Mackin' Gives Up uh, by Mackin' the Destroyer on Spotify. Uh, so go ahead and check that out, and um, yeah, I love you all so much. Uh, here's an episode with Joey Krieger. We're back! Happy Sad Talk Things yeah! Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. I don't know anything. I'm just happy and sad and stuff. <laughs> I do promise that was an accident. <laughs>
<laughs> that's very natural, though. Yeah, but I that's hate some, that. That's some NPR shit. Yeah, I think it's rude. I used to think it was a cool way to do a podcast. Where it's like, oh my god, they're just. I think it's a fun way to fade in. Yeah, but I think secretly recording your friend sucks. Maybe also illegal. Yeah, I, I don't think. Have it's you looked good. it up? That would be interesting. It's probably not. I don't know. I guess if it's in your house, with with ring cameras and everything, if it's in your house. Oh right. Like, are you allowed to just record whatever in your house? I, I think so. It's pretty creepy. I mean, if you ever go to like Whoa. an Airbnb and you see cameras and you're like, they Whoa. can see whatever I do in front of those cameras. Dang, that's wild. Yeah. All right, man. You ready to do it? Yeah. Wait, can I spit out my gum? Dude, yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't need to waste a paper towel. I'm going to use it for other things after I spit my gum in it. <laughs> Look at in the pocket. I'm ready. Joey. Coming in with a harmony at the end. I've not heard that one yet, I don't think. What's going on, man? Life is good. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. What'd you do today? I had I had quite a normal Monday where you kind of just run around trying to like do the the easy things so that you can get to the quote unquote real work mm. and never comes. <laughs> Whoa. What do you mean by easy things and what do you mean by real work? So easy things are like um, the things that should take like 15, 20 minutes. You can knock them off the checklist. Oh, yeah. Um, So like. Make my bed. 20 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Like um, like packages come in and I need to process them. Yeah. Oh, this is, I'm already at work. I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Job. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. actually just start from the very beginning. Oh, I, however I slept, you want to do it. I, I slept just... terribly. Damn. So then instead of going to the gym, Katie, my girlfriend and I, yeah. we both were like, no. And we yeah. just slept another like hour and a half. Are you normally going to the gym pre-work every yeah. day? No, not every day. I tr- I, the ideal me will um, work out four to six times a week, whether that be running or gymming. Um, wow. I've yet to accomplish it, but... That's unreal, think, though. Yeah, I mean, having having the goals, I think, are good. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. I mean, that, that shreds. Yeah. I'm waking up to, so. to work out, and you, you work out together with your partner that you live with? Yeah, well, when we go to the gym, she doesn't like running, so... Right, okay. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we'll... Um, when you go to the gym, are you doing exercises together or is it just kind of like, I'm going to put my headphones on and like, I'll see you at the car? <laughs> um, we don't, we sometimes do like deadlift stuff together because we're both kind of like paranoid about permanent damage. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I'll do like some mild stuff and she looks at my form and then she critiques it and I go, it's probably not that bad. <laughs> 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 it's probably fine. <laughs> um. But Whoa, for lifting the, weights with my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds cool. <laughs> but yeah, we have kind of different uh, approaches. So we'll 
What is a small gym? We, we actually go to the USC Health Science Campus gym. Whoa. I don't um, actually know where the health science campus is. It's like right next to my house. Whoa. So sick. it was like th- both the closest gym and the cheapest for alumni membership. Oh, yeah. So. That shreds. I'd recommend it. No. You, you kind of live too far away for it to be justifiable to you. Yeah. But. <sighs> I've been, I canceled my gym membership recently. Really? What? Yeah. I wasn't going. I wasn't really using it. What? I was going to a rock climbing gym. Oh, was it the the downtown one? No, I was going to the one in Hollywood, the Boulder. Well, of course, gym. you're not going. <laughs> it's like 20 minutes away. I know. I probably should have just gone to the downtown one. But yeah, that's uh, like that's probably like seven minutes from here. Is this? I don't know if it's still yeah. open though. I haven't been oh, there since snap. before COVID. Yeah, and I have a long nail, so I don't like rock climbing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, respect. I went to like a more like a harness, I guess they call it top rope climbing gym mm-hmm. that was like kind of arts district recently, semi recently. It's then the old something. It's got like a big chimney of sorts. Honestly, yeah, that's sounding correct. Do yeah. you do much of that? You don't like no. to because you have long nails. No, yeah, I, I I did it a little bit in college. You know, it was one of those like I'm in college. I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> um. You know, I went with people who were more into it, and then I was like, "This is like, yeah, the like the 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 lower, especially for me, like, yeah, you're, you know, I'm speaking to like a real musician. You went to college for music, right? Dude, you're so, a musician. Well, I know, I know, but I'm I'm saying like having other things that I need to do in my life. The barrier to entry to play guitar is already high, mm. and having long nails made it like like pick up play, like. And that's why, yeah. you know, never having any, I mean, you have some in your case, you know, but like having one like this already ready yeah. to go is like so important. Like all my instruments, my four guitars and banjo and bass yeah. are all like out and ready and all of them have individual tuners on it. So I don't need to run around and find a tape. Like, hell yeah. I'm very much like, it's so hard to do anything fucking at all. That yeah. <laughs> having it like so accessible is, totally. is important for Let's me. Let's take away all of the... Uh, moments that would keep me away from exactly or, like barriers. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. So yeah. you're playing like I've never actually played with my nails classical oh, guitar ever. Ever. I've always had short nails. Wow. Uh, Wait. Do you do you ever play without? I mean, also, you have nail polish on right now. I so do have nail polish on. And you're, it, you're, it's always coming off of my right index finger because I will play with the like that part of my nails sometimes okay. to do like a fake strum pick sound. Uh huh. Um. But I'm never. I've never. Are you? Are you like plucking with those? Are you strumming with those? Are you doing both? Um, Does it hurt? I'm doing. I'm doing both. I'll do. I have a little bit of finger picking. Yeah. Um, and so I do like for for non guitar playing folks. We're <laughs> talking about growing your nails out in your right hand or yeah. whatever your strumming hand is. Here, I can I can give some sound effects. This is my nails on the grill. Yeah. <laughs> of an SM58. Yeah. There you go. And then to compare, this is my left hand. That's probably way different. Wow. That's sick. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm... Uh, but it, So I'll do like, you know, a little bit more folk punky stuff, but I'm yeah. still just straight straight nails on the uh, on the strings. Whoa. So are you, do you play with a pick cover as no. well? Whoa. Nails yeah. on the strings. What inspired, strings. what inspired that choice? I feel like that is like a, a, a cool choice. Um, I think... It, I think I kept dropping picks... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and that bothered me and then like searching for them was annoying or like 
yeah really early on like i dropped some like in the guitar yeah and and i also only play acoustic yeah um yeah and i think that happened and then like early on i was just like i'm just gonna grow my nails out because it like i i like the way it sounds i always just thought it sounded better and like yeah there's something that i found kind of beautiful of like all you need is the guitar yeah to do the thing you you don't need to like also get a pick. I mean, I guess I yeah. also need a fucking capo sometimes, but you know. No, but I, there's a direct yeah. relationship with it. It's just you and the guitar. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't even like know that was a thing until like later in my life <laughs> that people play guitar with their nails. Wow. Wait, yeah. when did you start learning guitar? <sighs> I started learning bass guitar when I was maybe like ten or eleven. So, do you consider that like your your home bass? Yes. That wasn't on purpose. No, but it is. Yeah. That's where I'm, I think I'm the most comfortable on instrument. Uh-huh. Um, and then guitar. Yeah. But I definitely feel like a visitor in the guitar world still. Uh-huh. Um, and in um, in Nova Darlings, you, yeah, you play bass. This is my indie rock band for the folks at home. If, and, and if you're listening and you don't know that, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, speaking to, I'm speaking to your people. And coming no, in. I don't know what people know yet. And maybe this is somebody's <laughs> first episode, but I'm just... I'm just imagining someone that is like somehow has found my podcast and yeah. then is very surprised like my it. aunt or something yeah you know what i regret saying what i said <laughs> yes i play the bass in that band yeah. i play the bass and sing in that band yeah when did you start playing guitar uh I, it was uh in high school so so i started on um i guess i started on piano really early on and i never really learned that well and then yeah, i switched to same. bass yeah. So like first to fifth grade piano. Whoa. Then fifth to seventh grade bass. So far we have an, a pretty similar trajectory. And then sixth to end of high school drum set. Whoa. Um, so That's like, yeah, like jazz drums and um, and post hardcore. Whoa. And, <laughs> That's and, sick. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was um it's one of those things. I whenever drums come up in like musical groups. Among non-drummers, I'm always like, I fucking wasted so much of my life playing drums. Like, really? Wait, look, look at L.A. Like, how many people do you know that have a drum set like set up in L.A. that doesn't pay for an external fucking oh. uh, lockout unit? Uh, no one. I, everyone I know has a lockout. Yeah. That has the drums. Yeah. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Ah! <laughs> so you're like, saying like that? You you went to great lengths to to get good. And my parents spent like a bunch of money on lessons and whatever. Yeah. And and you know I I practice and stuff at home and then like now, like you like if I did set it up in my house or something, it would be like being a nuisance with yeah. my girlfriend and roommates yeah. for a whatever period of time. And yeah, it's just it's just fucked. And yeah, you regret your time with the drums. It's one of those. Okay, so I have a complicated relationship with the term regret. Word. I thought you were going to say with the drums. <laughs> well, and with the drums. Yeah. And I think it ties into yeah. regret. It's like, I am I mean, I don't think I will ever be happy at how good I am at anything. You know, I think a lot of people that are, I don't know what the right term, a lot of people feel that way. Right. Yeah. And, Growing. I want to be yeah. growing. I want to be, yeah, you want to have like that constant growth. Yeah. And then, um, like, it, it's cool to be 
like able to just pick up you know sticks and play well like i'm sure on future musical projects of mine i'm gonna play yeah um drums on them and and you know do a good job and everything but like even like then to have been good and then like lose it like mm. like have things that my brain knows that i want to do right and like my hands can't do it and i have to get back out to yeah. that level yeah. like i don't know i still it's still like you know you're still young whatever it's fine and like right. one day i'll live on a fucking ranch and have like an external studio built and I can play drums in the middle of the night and yeah. no one will wake up. But. How much are we thinking about the ranch on a daily basis? <laughs> well, um, since my girlfriend and I have uh, like focused in together on like a, a life goal um, of like moving to some swing state um, and getting a lot of property and um, you know, building like middle density housing on it, and Whoa. like then like a studio and some other things, having a garden and all this stuff, having you some gotta, having this, some mallards. This um, sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why a, stu- a swing state? And what do you mean by medium density housing? <laughs> are you st- are you building? What are you building? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start with middle density housing, um, because. Basically, like a lot of the zoning. Actually, this is a perfect example. We're, the way we are right now. Yeah. I won't say where it is. I won't say what grocery store is a walking distance from here, <laughs> and <laughs> how much essential oils you could buy there. But never on this. But um, this is a good example of middle density housing. You know, you have um, yeah, uh, apartments around here. You have really close quarter um single units like this. Right. Um, but in a lot of places like my lovely hometown it's basically yeah. like you know suburbs forever or right. um uh or so like suburbs not middle density suburbs are not middle suburbs are low density homes? yeah word um and then uh there's high density like um like you know downtown la like tall apartment buildings that's high density housing word but because of a lot of zoning laws in suburb and suburb like neighborhoods um it's nearly impossible to get permitted to build um, middle density housing. So middle density would be like a three-story or a five-story building. And even within that stuff, like there's a bunch of crazy complexities um, with what you can and can't build. Yeah. And basically, uh, I, I think it all comes down to is a super oversimplification, but if uh, if people spend their whole lives trying to buy a house and then they invest in that house and then that is their livelihood, that is their life savings, they are incentivized to not have more houses come in to their neighborhood and drive right. down their prices. They want to be scarce because that makes their mm. their their life savings, their house, right. worth more. So right. that's how you get... like it's It's like the natural creation of nimbyism right and yeah people that become anti-affordable housing yeah because they're pursuing because the american dream is dead (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's something that i'm fascinated by we're just like kind of the natural how do cool people get shitty you know (laughs) and that seems like a great example of the cool to shitty pipeline Mm -hmm. you know it's like oh i gotta buy a house yeah. And then like, oh, uh, now I want to 
vote to not have the you know affordable housing apartments in my block. Exactly. Exactly. Damn. So fucked up. So wait, <laughs> how did you? <laughs> How did you want to do that? And do you want to go to a swing state and build affordable housing? Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's. But sick. like on our land, just like to for have it on our land. With... Well, I think like the bigger the bigger picture would be to advocate for that, right? Um, politically, but like that doing it on our land is just for the joy of communal living. Whoa. Um, not as much to, you know, change the world, man. But even though individually, no, I'm, I'm just curious you know. about the the details of your dream. Yeah, um, I don't know if you met like within, like you just want to be within some middle density housing, or you want to like no, actually have a building. Um, do you want to have a building? I think I want to. I want a building. It's like I I do. Also, I think we Katie and I both fall into the. Um, like you're like, rent, like you, we we like fell for the American the, dream. You rent the apartments out. Uh. Yeah, pro- I think yeah. Okay. So, oh my god, yeah, you caught me. I'm gonna be a fucking landlord. No, dude, that's A-Lab, not what I was trying. A-Lab, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to peg you. I was just trying to comprehend if you're like, oh, I want to live somewhere like this, or it's like, oh, I I want to like. No, I think the plan would be like. Yeah. Um. Well, one of them we definitely want to have one that's set aside for like an artist residency. Um, Whoa. That would be awesome, right? Yeah. This and is then, a sick dream. I've never talked to anybody with this kind of dream before. <laughs> and then um, other ones like um, have it like super competitive, like like better pricing than anything else they would get around. But like part of it is like you are agreeing to be like an intentional member of whatever community we have. Mm. Um, and a lot of that community stuff comes from like yeah. Avius community at, at, or at USC. Whoa. And, you know, so, <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I jump around so much because everything that I care about, like, I think I'm, like, starting to make it all coalesce into some, like, manic, yeah. you know? It <laughs> like, shreds. That's awesome. <laughs> That's what it's all about, dude. Don't even worry about that. I'll, you know, if the the, the steering is on me. <laughs> Great. Uh, I'm going to close my eyes then. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, all of that sounds incredibly sick. What was the atheist... Wait, I want to get, I want to talk about the Swing atheist scene. stuff. I want to talk about, or the atheist, like, community stuff. Uh-huh. That sounds awesome. And I, like, honestly don't know that much about uh, the secular humanist stuff. Is that is that what that is, or yeah, is that a separate? exactly. Okay. That, that's exactly. They, I, I consider them synonymous if you Word. take them to their logical conclusions. Okay. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah. Um, uh, and then... Please finish. Tell me. Tell me about the ranch. Oh, the ranch. Well, the ranch has to be on a swing state because right. you got to live somewhere to to make a difference. And right. So that that's why it was not just like oh that's it's, it would be more affordable potentially to buy land there. You're like well, there's I, like I, I, I think it have also impact. does tend to be that way. Right. Right. <laughs> but it's it's the um, it's the triangulation of a swing state where you can make a difference. Um. So, you know, but also good weather. Um, and Let's name all the swing states. Florida. Florida. New Mexico, kind of. I can't help of. you in this. I'm going to repeat <laughs> them. New Mexico. Um, Georgia. Georgia. Those are, the, those are some of the ones that... Those that are the ones where you guys are trying to live? Yeah. That's sick. Maybe. I mean, we still got, we still got time. We're young. Yeah. 
Just, we got to save money. You gotta a shared dream. Out. Yeah. That's mind-blowingly cool. And I think that's definitely important for, like, the long-termness of a relationship. Like, since, you know. Yeah. Even though my grandma calls Katie my wife sometimes, um, <laughs> she... Like, we don't, you know, the modern generation doesn't seem to believe in marriage with, like, a few exceptions in everyone's friend group. Mm. You know? I, I don't know. How many how many yeah. weddings have you been to? Uh, several. I would really? say several, yeah. I, it's, yeah, marriage is super weird, man. It's really <laughs> weird. Do you want to get married one day? Not with... I think but. so. Not like you and me. <laughs> one day. But, one like, day. not right now. Okay, yeah. That's, that's fair. That's <laughs> super fair. Yeah. Yeah, you tell do. me. I, I tell me, man. My brain. Let me tell you, <laughs> is fucked up right now. Not like on any drugs. I'm just tired, uh-huh. and I really thought I'd be able to talk better at this. <laughs> and I'm doing so bad at talking. On so the I'm sh- gonna throw you the ball. The and you just give it right back. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Great. Um, yeah, marriage is weird. You feel like feel like most people aren't gonna get married. Uh, our age. Yes. As far as I know, I mean, the patterns that I've seen in my, yeah, you know, and the, the, the people around you. Yeah. If you're, if you're atheist and vegan and my friend, <laughs> this is very unlikely you're going to get married in the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weddings are strange. Weddings are, I, though I, I think Katie and I were both like weddings. And then, um, we went to one, one of my close friends from high school, um, well, two two close friends of mine got married to each other. They were like high school yeah. sweethearts, and after we we're like, weddings are kind of weddings are kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I'm definitely of two minds about it. Where it's like I see the the old traditional, uh, you know, alliance of two houses <laughs> and like property and you know, descendant of patriarchy shit where i'm like this is this is old king shit i don't want to do that yeah and then it's like but what if everyone was there and i was holding hands with my wife doesn't that sound nice (laughs) (laughs) and then we all dance yeah yeah or like a just an excuse to like bring together people from like disparate parts of your life yeah. Or, I don't know, because do, do you like that? Because sometimes I like that, and I think it's awesome, and other times it it makes me, like, super anxious to be, like, right. the yeah. the guy, like, oh, you should talk to this person because you guys both have cats or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Having to host. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess at your wedding, you're kind of off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like that. Let's plan our weddings. <laughs> That's what we've landed on. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to ask you some questions. I don't want to ask you any questions that might land you in any dog houses or anything. Oh, you don't, you, that's okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you think you've met the person you're going to marry? Oh, I don't think so. I have no idea. Um, I'm in a relationship. I've been dating someone for like two months. And it's going really well. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. I, my sister got married recently. Oh. And it was a trip just being like, this guy's at Thanksgiving now. Forever. For <laughs> <laughs> then well, they're gonna hopefully. have a kid that will also be at Thanksgiving forever. Forever, yeah. So it's trippy. Yeah. So I, I truly don't know. Does he listen to the podcast? My sister's uh, husband. Yeah, your brother-in-law. My, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Shane. Shane. I don't know if Shane listens. To this you podcast. out there, Shane? I don't think so. If you do, what's up, Shane? How you doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so can I ask him? Can I ask you if you like him? Or <laughs> yeah, okay. Now I see your trepidation <laughs> of asking the questions. Uh, I want to like him. It's interesting when like a new person gets added to your family. Like I remember a thing of like, it kind of seemed like there was an opportunity to talk shit, you know, and like gossip mm-hmm. that I kind of saw happening in my family. And I was like, oh, like you can like decide not to do that. And like, I was like, I don't want to like, cause a lot of people were asking me like, what's this guy's deal? You know? Uh-huh. And I was like, it was an interesting moment for me to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to like try to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Uh-huh. And he makes my sister happy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And she's the one who has to spend time with you. You have to do Thanksgiving, you know? You so. <laughs> gotta do Thanksgiving. But, like, yeah. day in and day out, if she's happy, it's like... Yeah. That's interesting. What's your, um, what's your family? What's my family? Yeah, can I have the, the whole tree? Oh, my God. <laughs> Who, you want to know all the members of my family? Yeah, just, like, three generations back. <sighs> I can't answer that question. <laughs> I have a dad. You have I have a, a mom. I have two sisters. Great. Older or younger? Yeah. They're older. Older than I am. You're the baby. Yeah. The baby, the artist. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's your family? I have an older brother and a younger brother. Yeah. Are you guys close? In the middle. Yeah. We are. Nice. I just played a show with my little brother. He Whoa! Did, he did uh, background vocals for me. Yeah. Yeah. So we're pretty close. Joey Forever? Joey Forever. Yeah. Dude, I listened to your album today. It fucking you did. rocks, man. You did. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was really beautiful. Thank it was you. really pure. And I was like, <laughs> this guy's making the exact record he wants. Yeah. And I just felt like I'm getting to know this, like my friend, yeah. you know? Thank you. And I just like thought it was a very pure expression of like heart and mind <laughs> and what, what I like about songwriting and stuff. Yeah. So sick, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned folk punk earlier and I was like totally Yeah. One of the one of the names that came to mind. Do you listen to Andrew Jackson Jihad? A little bit. I'm my folk punk um hero is a guy named Matt Plus. Matt Plus. He's I don't like know this man. pretty underground. I, I only know about him because I played a show with him in my friend's backyard. Whoa. But like but he's like he's pretty well known in the folk punk subreddits and stuff like that. That's sick. So um yeah, he's great. He has some like some of his protest songs are fucking like next level. It's like it, it's like when you listen to like him. I feel like the only other person that like gives me that sort of like fucking fuck. I wish I wrote this is um lyrically that is is uh probably like Bo Burnham and then maybe like Protest the Hero, the mm. progressive metal band. <laughs> I don't know Protest the Hero. Do you know Bo Burnham? Do you know Bo Burnham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel yeah. like the sort of uh like bouncing you know comedy with like how the fuck do we like understand being alive in the modern era right yeah 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 is is the only it's like like that and um and death are pretty much the only things i could i can write about <laughs> it's like it's hard to yeah. write about anything else you know like everyone kind of seems to fall into their songwriting motifs um, those seem to be mine. <laughs> yeah, and not like it's a bad thing. I still think there's some more to explore in some of those. 
Man, what was the process of making your record like? Oh fuck. <laughs> I it's it's just like a long realization that everything is so hard and that I can't believe oh, anything at all ever, ever gets happens. Done? Yeah. Yeah. Like you could just like look around this apartment and be like, someone decided to fucking make umbrellas. Yeah. And like Ugh. that must have been so much work. Yeah. Me and my friends. Do you know Alex Pacino? I don't think so. He's my friend. Great. Well, and I hope to one day meet him. <laughs> he rocks. And except if he's listening, then he sucks. He and I, he mentioned to me that he would just like, one thing he would say is just like, how many emails do you think that took? <laughs> to like for oh, fuck, Katy Perry genius. to play the Super Bowl halftime show. How many emails went into putting on the Katy Perry halftime show? Wow. And just thinking about things in terms of emails. Yeah. 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 Well, because I do a lot of like phone calls at work too, and like yeah. a lot of the times they. I'm meander. not talking about those. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me at a weird time. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling wacky today. Man, please tell, yeah. Please, yeah, tell me about making a record, making shit's making a hard. record. Yeah, it, it was so. Um, I've been writing. I really started writing. Um freshman year of college so i was in a folk band in high school that was, was folk like band called? it was called folkways yeah yeah and it was really cool it was like me and my friend and then we got some other people in on it um and that was like my first like i was like helping write like lyrics and music and and like adding like cool rhythm rhythm stuff so i was playing drums in there and doing um uh background vocals and help writing yeah. and stuff so that was cool so then, um, like then the then the lead singer of that band died, and then, it, yeah. So that was like lame. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I started writing songs all on my own and getting better at guitar. We can't. <laughs> we can't just pass by the singer of your high school band dying and you just yeah. saying that was lame. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He was also my best friend, so. Whoa. <laughs> and I apologize for not letting you tell your own story in whatever way you want. And that is lame as well. <laughs> well, it's just, it's one of those was things. Was it also, was it, was it, did it, was it, does that a very heavy time? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was like, like one of like the two worst things to happen to me. But now you have a yeah. floor and there's, yeah, you get some uh, perspective. I mean, I don't know. It's been a long, yeah. it's been long enough where I, I'm like, can look at it like very, like matter of factly of like what it did uh for me and how it like shaped everything because you know it's like yeah i don't know have you had someone close to you die no really oh man get ready it's a fucking trip <laughs> <laughs> dude you're gonna learn so much yeah i mean that feels like the i mean just the fact that you're talking about it with like an open heart in terms of like how it furthered your empathy and experience like i mean because it, it's beautiful like, it's one of those things like it changes, it changes everything. I feel like once you have someone close to you die, you're gonna like look at people who haven't had someone close to them die and be like, "Are you even alive yet?" Like, <laughs> <do> you... <laughs> not, not in like a like a con. It, it, I know that sounded like the most condescending no. thing, and that was the joke. But it is actually from a place of like everything, like like the things that matter like really rise to the top and the things that don't matter really right sink away yeah and 
in a way. And I'm sure there's other method, there's other routes to a similar end goal, such yeah. as just normal meditations on death. But right. I think it all has to come down to death. Like death is fucking everything. Yeah. Which I know you think about too, because I've listened to your songs. <laughs> I'm thinking about death sometimes. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's helpful? Absolutely. Do you, I mean? I guess I have to because yeah. Otherwise, why am I thinking about it like nine times a day? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. But it's not not even in like a a bad way, just like a a matter of fact way. Like you are, yeah, constantly trying to not die and constantly like I don't know. I mean, so you know, we just had a holiday. We just had Thanksgiving. I don't know if you saw your family. Did did you? Did you? Yeah. So okay. So how many times did it come up into your? interactions with them of like like hope this isn't the pretty, last one right yeah pretty sick we're not all dead yeah well yeah yeah but like you know you you yeah. hug you know you hug mom goodbye you hug dad goodbye like even though they're perfectly healthy it's like there's yeah. still like the you know anything can happen you hug grandma goodbye right you hug you know like yeah people drive cars people you know crazy shit happens yeah and like just really like internalizing that in every interaction of like, you know, especially like in the holidays, you can get frustrated or whatever, but like right. being like, if like, would you be this frustrated if you were in the future and yeah. you knew that this was the last one? Like yeah. that would be like chill, bro. Like, <laughs> right. That's fucking so, sick. Yeah. That's at least that's the way it, it works in my life. I, I don't think it's very there's a little bit of the anxiety, which I try to capture in right. the songs of like, yeah, you know, fuck, don't die. <laughs> Mom's going to yeah. be pissed. But <laughs> Dude, my mom would be freaking pissed. <laughs> she would fucking kick the casket over. Yeah. I could see it now. Like, you bitch. You <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't feel like it it dominates my mind in like an anxious way where you hear some people describe about where it's like, oh, I was like petrified all the time. Yeah, like, like panic attacks and stuff. No, yeah. nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do feel like I read in a meditation book one time something to like similar to what you're describing. I think it was maybe like Pema Chodron or something. Hmm. You ever read her books? No. Man, she's cool. I actually don't know a lot about her other than this one book I read. <laughs> I think she's like an American Buddhist nun lady nice. who like became a Buddhist later in life but then wrote all these like books yeah anyways that's cool i feel like most of the the readings on meditations and like the stuff i've listened to has been yeah westerners and Sam. i don't know how to feel about that right because yeah i'm also like so as i mentioned earlier with the atheist thing like i'm so fucking like dogmatically uh you know scientific right yeah <laughs> that like some of the other things yeah like, like they like the the Eastern world like discovered or invented probably probably dis I don't know if it's discovered or invented whatever they did found right. meditation right yeah and certainly like very early documents of like practices yeah and stuff and like and and that's just for sure but yeah when it comes to you know anything else that that is to be said about supernaturalism that can often get tied into other forms of meditation i don't know like there's some things that i that i really liked about it like you know i mean we went to usc so we got like inundated with 
all these different meditation practices, which was awesome. I don't know if you were if you partook in any of that. Somewhat. I was like there was there was there was like the health center. I would go there and they uh-huh. would have some meditations there. Yeah. Led by like that. I was always trying to start like a weekly group. Uh-huh. Never did it. And then I feel like there was like a club that I didn't join that I wish I did. Yeah. I I was around. What was your experience there? I was around some of those. I went, I did the meditations, the religious center with um, the associate dean of religious life, Jim Burklow. Do you ever well, know him? Do you, no. Well, I hung out a lot in the religious center. That's it. With the atheist group. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, but so the, they did that stuff there, but all of it was super, it was super Western. And then the only, like the only like non-Western meditation stuff I did was like, um, like the heartfulness. You ever did that stuff? It was like it's very more like developing empathy, but there was still nothing right. like. Um, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to talk out my ass here, but you know, I just, I You're just love, like, I just love science so goddamn much that it <laughs> may it. As my mom says, I take the fun out of everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> in a loving way i hope um <laughs> but like yeah it's like any any inkling of like supernaturalism or spiritualism or anything i'm just like can you can you prove this scientifically and yeah. if so is it even spiritualism <laughs> yeah i feel what you're saying i wish i had more brain to talk cooler with you <laughs> But I think I hear that you're saying like when things get metaphysical it's not as interesting to you. I or I don't think it's like, real. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's dumb. Yeah. I like to talk about it cuz I like to play Dungeons and Dragons too and none of that's real. <laughs> and that's very fun and important to me. <laughs> but but it's like that's like intentional make believe, but like yeah. I don't like if if every time like you know yeah. the, the priest held up the body of Christ and said you know through him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit oh glory and honor is yours our mighty Father forever Are you Catholic? yeah I was raised Catholic yeah dog <laughs> me as well <laughs> so Sick, when dude. if you if when he raised it up and he was just like y'all know this fucking shit's a metaphor right then like that would change everything about Catholicism yeah. But, and it's so weird that it isn't. <laughs> that they're very insistent that it's not. And it's like, no, I'd be down with the metaphor. Yeah. Like, get, the metaphor is cool. Like, metaphors are cool. Yeah. Like, that was <laughs> And they're like, so... no, this is literally God. Is yeah. This bread. Like, if you think about him doing that, like, as a metaphor for, like, the movement of of him and his followers, like, that's, like, badass. It rules. Yeah. But then if it's, like... Like, this is literally me. Like, eat me. It's, like, creepy. It's, like, manson <laughs> Right. Yeah. Very Satanist. Yeah. You know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Here's a thought I had watching Game of Thrones the other day. Because uh, you ever watched Game of Thrones? No, I only watched Hot D. What's Hot D? <laughs> House of the Dragon. <laughs> Whoa. Is that... that- you, have you not heard that before? I've not heard House of the Dragon referred to as Hot D, <laughs> but that owns. And I, I'm i going to watch Hot D. What? So you only watched Hot D. Fascinating. Yeah, I missed, the, I missed the boat on Game of Thrones. and. Anyways, the point is that there's like different religions in the uh, show. And then this one guy's like kind of an atheist. Mm. His name is The Hound, and he rocks. 
Nice. And then these guys are trying to like get him to believe in the Lord of Light. <laughs> and then, without giving too much away, I was basically just like thinking to myself like, because he like rocks, and like these religious people are like kind of annoying in the show. And I was just like, what if they were right, or what if they end up like being correct in the show, and like my cool guy is wrong. And then I started thinking about my life, like, because I'm like very agnostic and like. There, there's a lot of like I'm in this 12 step program called Al-Anon have you ever heard of Al-Anon yeah Al-Anon for the family members of yes alcohol. it's yeah. like tw- it's like my boss yeah. my Xbox was super in- is super into it yeah. still yeah yeah it's very helpful mm-hmm. you know if there's any like alcoholism shit in your family yeah uh, anyways and so they, and they that's like a very like God <laughs> all the 12 step things like talk about God a lot you yeah. know and then and in they, a way they, that leaves a lot of space for like atheists and agnostics and they're like, yeah, make it your own thing. Uh-huh. A lot of the language is like super God heavy. Yeah. Anyways, my point is, what if uh, Christians are correct? <laughs> and it's like, or just like religious, just like God, people that believe in God, what if it ends up that they're right and I have to be like, ah, yeah, I guess Steve knew. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I was wrong. Yeah, yeah I think... You know? The only thing, like, it's like, what does being wrong entail? Like, as if hell's real. First of all, that's fucking crazy that that he's just like, I know that, like, this time that you spend on Earth versus eternity, you know, it's like one over infinity. It's like a very, yeah. a very small period of time. Yeah. I know, like, that, that so, it was such a small period of time, but that was the only chance to get into heaven, and now you're going to be tortured for forever. Yeah. So does that mean, like... Yeah, it, it, like there's it, it creates so much, so many more questions than answers of like what Guess would it even what would, it, yeah, burn you. <laughs> what would it mean to be right? <laughs> and like I, I like me. Yeah, dog. And I think God probably might as well. Yeah, given, you know that I'm. You know, I care. I try to be good. I, I don't eat the animals that He created because they're so beautiful. I, yeah. you know, I try to be nice all around. I try to advocate for. You know, socialism. Yeah. And <laughs> Do you feel like being raised Catholic, you have a small fear of God that you will never be able to rid from your heart? Dude, I... <laughs> because I, I do. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> and also fear of the devil. Yeah. Um. No, I, 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 I got, I got rid of it. I had it. That's cool. But, um, but then, like... I, I don't know. I think because I've I've gotten so deep into the philosophy of secular humanism and like yeah, like I I just can't imagine. I I think there are times like maybe if I'm like mildly like dissociating or something, and I'm like, what if God's gonna punish me for an eternity? And like like because no yeah. one really talks about like the possibility. I mean, I guess maybe some do. I don't know. I don't. I haven't really heard people talk about the possibility that like God is real and he's a dick and like like. You have to. Like, yeah, my God sucks. Yeah, like what if, like what if, what if we're in like the the cosmic equivalent of North Korea, and you right. have to like, yeah, like bow down and like, yeah, that would that would be crazy. But yeah, then also, nuts. but I'm like, and it's how it sounds sometimes. And worship me, yeah. worship me, or I burn you forever. That's crazy, <laughs> right? So then it's like, man, I'm my my little form of protest in the in the universe is going to yeah. be, I will not worship anyone that does not. Des- deserve worship. No gods, no masters. No gods, no masters. I heard this for the first time two nights ago. Really? You never... Um, never heard no gods, no masters. But I like it. That's like a... I think Run the Jewels. Is that a lot? Killer that's Mike. cool. Yeah. Well, sick. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not like, uh, I'm not afraid anymore. You can't catch me now, God. If you found out that God was real, would you be a little bit mad? Well, I would just be like, why were you playing so hard yeah. to get? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I would have questions. And, and so how would that happen? How would I find out that God's real? God calls you into his office. And, <laughs> and it's just like, look, I'm real. Eh. Like, but even yeah. then, like, I would probably be the guy that's like, Let's I, I, would, I would go home and I'd be like, you got to take me to a psych ward. I'm clearly delusional. And then, right. And then they yeah. probably would. And then yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I met God and it was weird. So then I asked to be taken here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> For this next part of the show, we're going to try to role play this meeting with God. Okay. So you've just received this random summons at work and you go into your boss's office and your boss isn't there do you have you been in your boss's office do you have a boss yeah i have a new boss now word yeah and okay. she's awesome sick well you're in her office okay and she's not there it's like a middle office currently there's like other people around are they also gone they're gone okay you're the only one there okay and so you got you go there and it's and it's uh me and I'm saying, hey, I'm God. <laughs> it's not me, Mackin. Yeah. Yeah. And in the role play. Yeah. I played D&D once seven years ago. So yeah. I can... Yeah. Sick. Okay. And <laughs> God's very tall in this. Okay. So God's like, God's like really tall. God's like eight, nine feet tall. What race is he, yeah. he she, they? I think God is going to be an elf. <laughs> God is a wood elf. <laughs> So we've got like, uh, you know, kind of red, brown, beige, pale skin, kind of translucent eyes, <laughs> long, blonde hair. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Attractive. Hot. God is hot. hot. Yeah. Great. No beard. No beard. No beard. Is he disappointed yeah. that mustache. I have one? Oh, okay. God has a mustache. Hello, Joey. And I know immediately. Yes. That like you can feel it's sort of like in a dream where you know yes, the role that's exactly is. Yeah. it. Yes. Dream logic, you know this is straight up God. Yeah. Joey, have a seat, my friend. Oh, why don't you have a seat? Like one of those like a you know that's just make yourself comfortable. Oh, oh he's, just, he's just totally chill about it. Yeah. You don't have to say we could stand. Oh no, I'll I'll take a seat. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, there, I'll sit as well as that. Great. Great. How, you want me to, I'll, I'll pull this chair closer. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry to do this at your work. Ye, w so am I dead? No. You're not dead. How much longer will I live? I guess. Do you sure you sure you want to know? Because I know. I do want to know. Absolutely. You do want to know? Absolutely. And how old are you now? 26. Because I exist at all moments in time. So I have to like really kind of yeah. do the math really quick. <laughs> You're 26. You're going to live to be 71. Really? I mean, even though I'm vegan and everything? Yeah. It's, is it an accident? Yeah, big accident. Oh, shit. Do you want to know about the accident? Is it a nuke? No, it's not a nuke. Fuck. It's a tiny axe. Wow. Yeah. You get really into axe throwing in your life, and you're trying to teach your grandkids to axe throw. Oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful until it turns, your grandchild throws an axe and to your back and you die. 
<laughs> that means I did a good job teaching. And you know what? Extra five years just for that. Uh, thanks, God. Same way you're going to die. Way. You know what? That's a bonus five right there. <laughs> All right, all right. I got other questions. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I basically just wanted to give you kind of this time just to kind of like, I'm doing like a midlife check-in. Not midlife, but I'm just, I'm checking <laughs> quarter, in with it's everyone. almost a quarter life check-in. Almost a yeah. quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just checking in with everyone. I feel like it's, it's. I, I'm sorry I haven't introduced myself until now, but <laughs> I heard you were doubting me and I just wanted to be like, what's up, I'm real. Yeah, why, why did you make it so hard? Like, where does, what's the importance of faith? Like, is faith matter at all or do I have to... Like, do you just want people to know that you're real? Because if you want people to know, if you want everybody to know right. that you're real, I have so many ideas I, right. of yeah. how to spread this much okay. better than you've been doing. Because you've been doing fucking, no offense. The book, did you read the book? Nah. Come I, on! <laughs> I put it all in the book! It was so... Come wait. on, it's one book! <laughs> wait, wait, which one? The Bible! Oh, the Bible. Okay, you're the yeah. you're the Judeo-Christian. You're, you're the Christian guy. Yeah, I'm a Christian guy. Wait, sorry, which Bible? Uh... Is there is more it, than one? Is it KG, KJ? Yeah, that's when I really feel like we nailed it. <laughs> it's the King James edition of uh-huh. the Bible. So Up every, until then. Every time they yeah. were writing and rewriting and stuff, yeah, you, you came down hands. and yeah. you were sucking on the eraser and everything. And what? Like, you know, like... <laughs> oh, moving, oh that, I was, that I put with... the pencil in my mouth and wrote with the pencil in my mouth? I'm God, dude. <laughs> I guess there are other ways to do it. Yeah, but I do do that. Yeah. I can do other things, but you're right. You got you yeah. called me. I was a little embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Leviticus, I could tell. Yeah, was, yeah. It was getting kinky. It was getting weird. Yeah, I was really horny writing the Bible. <laughs> it's easy to see now. But but yeah. you, so that was you just you meant everything that that was the best that you've you could do like is there is there another one coming is there going to be like a bible two is there going to be a king trump the first (sighs) version that it's all in there why do you need another one okay i think that that might be a good idea updated bible where do we start (laughs) smash cut to um new york that seems like nuts well well does um is anyone going to come back? I feel like we haven't had a real like um resurrection. Well, I mean, Jesus would be like that would be like the the big that'd yeah. be like pulling out the come big on. guns. But yeah, we could that's just like Avengers Endgame. But okay. Like even just some other like prophets. Yeah, even just one prophet. I see what you're saying. These are good points. Yeah. Okay, we could maybe we'll do a prophet. This is good feedback for me. This is more like a performance review for me, honestly. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I didn't know, especially if you it makes sense that you would come to your biggest critic. Yeah. Well, I knew you would give it to me straight. Yeah. You know, some of my fans, they're not coming to me with the best ideas. They're just saying, oh, I love you. You're perfect. And it's like, yeah. how do you grow? Yeah. I didn't eat cookies for a month for you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. You're like, it was 40 days. I what didn't you need do? you to do that. Yeah. It's supposed to, first of all, you got it wrong the amount of time. Second of all, I don't care. <laughs> What's your, you said you had some ways of spreading, you want to spread my word. Uh, you had some, or you had some ideas on how to do it better than my one book I wrote thousands of years yeah. ago. And? Okay, so I th- I say in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, like you you make lava just come out of the ground and like mile high letters saying, uh, I'm real motherfuckers, it's God. Uh, and you, so you just make this huge island of letters spelling out, "Yeah, I'm real motherfuckers. 
uh, the King James Bible is the only Bible. Right. And this is a paragraph at this point. I'm making a paragraph in of the islands. middle of the Pacific Ocean that you could see from yeah. fucking space. Right. And who's Maybe, in space? Anyone? Uh, this is how you got to think of when you're me. Okay. It's, it's true. That's but, why I haven't done the islands yet. But but there will be um, there will be people who fly over. Like it'll it'll become a whole tourist thing. You where, think so? I think so. I how think, do you know I didn't do that already? And no one saw it. I've been in a plane. I guess. We haven't gone all over. There's usually just a few routes. Huh. You think they're Not intentionally? So you think they're intentionally it? missing the routes to keep me to keep us atheists? I bet it's Las Vegas. They're like, if <laughs> if we show them the proof that God's real, they're not going to come and spend their gambling money on our on us. Wait, you think no atheists gamble? I don't. Oh no, Christians. Or who are you saying gambles and doesn't gamble? I guess. People's God is makes them do betting more. You know, maybe I didn't think that one through God. You know what? I, I it's I'll I, I'll think about the island thing. I got okay. defensive. I didn't think of the island thing. I was honestly pissed because it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> so, what's the point of faith? Yeah. Well, you ever uh, have anyone in your life that you don't tell them how you feel about them directly, and you just kind of leave them guessing all the time and give them little tests? You know? No? Okay. I, I don't... Um, maybe it's like a maybe riddle. Maybe like early in a relationship. Are you talking romantically, oh. God? Yes. So maybe this is like early in a relationship of your soul. Oh. Yeah. But it's a long relationship coming if I play my cards right. Yes. That's exactly it. And it's also like it's like a riddle as well. And so I like don't want to give you all the answers because it's fun. For you to figure it out. Hmm. I don't want to take the fun out of it. I feel like I've been having so much fun, <laughs> but going the wrong direction. Like, why did yeah. you make the why did you make the wrong direction so much fun as well? So much fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nuts day for me. When I was like, <laughs> let me make all the stuff that I will deem as bad also very fun. Well, you're living your life. I mean, that's that's the main thing. Yeah. I put a put a bunch of rules in there, but it's like I think you're doing great. I don't think you're doing the wrong thing. So can I, should I still call myself a secular humanist or should I, because when I, when I was hanging out with the Christians, yeah. um, back at, yeah. at USC, you know, the, all the, the evangelicals. You were hanging out with the Christians? Oh yeah. They, we get along well. I get along really well with evangelical Christians really? and, um, and, uh, and Republicans. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So people that you, that you have views Just, that you don't align with. Yeah. How has has it always been the case? Is that something you've intentionally tried to do? Is it are are you avoiding the subjects that you don't see eye to eye? Oh on? no no diving diving deep You're into diving them. right in, but like and trying to be yeah um, nice about it and trying to understand and then um and just like like pressing yeah where like if Borat was like just a nice cool normal guy. <laughs> Yeah, but maybe slightly less offensive things. Although I, I have, I have said mildly offensive things to people. Um, right. But this sounds cool to me. Yeah. 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 But so, so you know, have those conversations. Out, like, what are those conversations like? Are they? They're they're usually pretty good. Um, yeah. I think. Is there general takeaways or or small ones or? 
Yeah, I think the the biggest takeaway for me um for, for trying I, to like sympathetically interview somebody with different inter- with different beliefs than you. Yeah. Well, even saying sympathetically like it that's not a given in the current okay. political climate. Yeah. Is that how you're going about it? No, yeah, yeah, I mean okay. being sympathetically, but right. but the given is if someone says something wrong in some way shape or form, yeah. then they should be shamed and made to feel yeah. shame and be afraid to speak their view right. publicly. And it's really unfortunate that even saying something like that could like sounds like like right wing it's like you can't say nothing anymore you know this is what I'm saying and I said that as God you know yeah. you can't say anything anymore yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get fucking canceled I'm God dude you know but, who I love I love Louis CK I can't say that I'm God but that's my favorite comedian and now I have to keep it to myself but I hear what you're saying you're yeah. you're out there ta- you're trying to get into it and figure it out well I, I, it comes from Okay, so if if human psychology, so if you God yeah. decided that you wanted to flip a switch, yeah, and shaming people for which I could do, I could you, do you could do easily. this, you could do this easily. I could flip a switch, like if no, if like I went out and I was like, um, oh my God, you think that America is overwhelmingly a force for good in the world? You're a fucking idiot. Fuck you. And then I get all of our friends to point at them and like, oh, fuck you. And right. that changed their mind, right? That may be the moral path. If you if you right. zoom out and you look at the long-term history of America and what we should and ought to do in the future, yeah. if shaming the fuck out of people changed their minds, right. I would have a different perspective on how I should approach these conversations. Right. If righteous anger and shaming yeah. made a difference. Softened people's hearts. Yes. Yeah. And and changed their minds and, and yeah. led to less, you know, extremism of any sort or even right. just like you know, problematic views. Not like I'm a big fan of that. The P no, word. No, I feel but. what you're saying, though. You know, I, I listen to the Sarah Silverman podcast a lot. Me, God, mm-hmm. and she talks a lot about this of just like trying to make space for people to have conversations to soften their hearts. Mm-hmm. Because if all all that exists is shaming, then it will only harden people's hearts and drive them away. Yeah, you know. And I think it. It really, really has. Um, Have you, in those conversations, had moments where you've like either changed your own mind about something or changed other people's minds about something? Um, I think my main goal is generally um, to leave them with a positive interaction with right uh, someone who identifies as a socialist or a vegan or an atheist right um and to just leave them like like thank you like the sort of like almost confused about why they feel good about what just happened where everything in their cultural um what they've learned thus far uh is telling them that it shouldn't make them feel the way they're currently feeling yeah so for example like going to like my girlfriend's family reunions in alabama Right. Um, fucking yeah. blast. They know how to have fun. <laughs> Whoa, that's sick. <laughs> um, and then there's like, you know, the, all the all the Christians that I've talked to, like, you know, the 
Just so you're, you're, you're conservatives. My, mostly like friends' parents. Yeah. Is, is like my, uh, <laughs> my, who I, I set my sights on. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. And of course, I know everything that you're saying because I'm God. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good for you to say it. Yeah. You're like my therapist, God. Yeah. I yeah. give you I give you constructive criticism that you already knew. Yeah. And then you you let me chat it out because you got all the time in the world. You're not really like in a rush, right? No. Wait, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> let me check my phone. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I, was, great. I was stressed out. You ever just get that where you're like, oh, I have a thing, but I don't know what the thing is. Yeah. <laughs> you get that too? I think I felt that today and then I was like, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to go. Yeah. To that guy's house, but then God like, pulled me aside on my yeah. way out the door. No, it's and it's. I'm glad that you're here as well. <laughs> That's cool that you're diving in. I feel like I get, uh, even me, God, I get mildly uncomfortable <laughs> when the slightest people disagree with me. Really, like you don't you don't like the um the tension. I think sometimes is is I don't like how much it affects me. I wish I was able to sit in that tension more, which it sounds like you're able to do very comfortably. Yes. And I admire that. Something that I've been told is that my threshold for discomfort is higher than the average person. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very human thing to do. Do you like, uh, or no, let, me, let me ask this differently. Dear God, what are your views on cringe comedy? Oh, I'm a big Nathan for you fan. Okay. Do you like John Wilson? Do you like You know, I've never seen John Wilson. I'm oh. still get, getting around to it. It's it's amazing. Yeah. You like um did you watch the rehearsal? I did watch the rehearsal. Nice. Yeah. What did you think of the rehearsal? It was great. Oh, you saw we the last time we saw each other before yes. right now, I was yes. dressed as fake Trisha yes. from the rehearsal at a Halloween yeah. party. Right. And my girlfriend was wearing the alligator lounge shirt. It was unbelievably cool. Yeah. yeah. But of course I'm God and I wasn't there. But I remember that. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm hallucinating. No, I was at the party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I saw you there, but it was someone else dressed up as. I don't think they even realized they were dressed up as you. It was just an elf. It was just. There was elf. a couple elves yeah. there. Halloween's great for me because I can really <laughs> just kind of chum it up, and no one really knows it's me. But yeah, yeah. you saw the rehearsal. You know, yeah. I've been doing these interviews all day. Uh -huh. The rehearsal has come up like six times today. <laughs> Everybody you loves that? it. Everybody loves it. Or it's just everybody's got a take. Yeah. You know? Well, so that's no, sort am, of what I, I what, what, what I don't think. get about you, Mr. God, is Mr. God? Is like the I because the pattern that I seem to find in the world is Yeah. Cringe comedy. It the, the a dislike for cringe comedy pairs with a dislike for uncomfortable, like interpersonal disagreements. Mm. So for you to have one and not the other is fascinating to me. Oh, that I'm I, that I like that discomfort in a in a comedy sense. Yeah, but if it's about you know whether or not we should get vaccines or not, uh -huh. I'm getting really stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that just due to the proximity of like you don't even know if the lab leak can even get to God, and maybe the lab was working on a virus that could kill God. And then, like, if you get close to the anti-vaxxers, then maybe you're going to die. And then what happens if God dies? And Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. That's fair. I got to bring you in on the team, man. <laughs> sounds like you really get what I'm up to. <laughs> and you claim to not believe in me at all. But it sounds like you, like, I, know a lot about I, kind I, of how I'm thinking about stuff. <laughs> That's cool, dude. You're cool. Dude, can I just say you're cool? <laughs> oh, my God. From the man himself. I just got to say, man, you're like a cool guy. 
things. Maybe I'll start praying. Yeah. Can I like is once a year good or like is that it's, not enough? It's fine. that's good. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. Do a big one. It's more just like I'm here, you know? Yeah. Don't worry about like uh, It's like walking out of a restaurant without saying thank you. No. <laughs> because you could say I guess it would be like you can come to the restaurant whenever. Uh-huh. And say thank you. <laughs> Just go to the restaurant when you're not even eating food there. Just go say thank thanks you for, once in a while. Thanks for all the great work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad I convinced you to believe in God. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> wow. And here we are sitting with a changed Joey Krieger, who's now a theist, a strong theist. Yeah. Powerful stuff, guys. Powerful stuff. God, what God can do to you is... Yeah. What a guy. I feel touched. Not in the Catholic way, but in the in the, in the the King James way. <laughs> Who was King James? I, I have no fucking idea. No idea. <laughs> Anything before, like, 1960s America, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I kind of feel you. That's so funny. (laughs) Like, all of my learning of history just goes, like, work your way backwards of what's currently relevant. So, like, I'm reading a book about Russia right now, and it's like, well, now that's relevant. I've owned the book for years. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of, like, Putin's just fucking weird. But it's about, like, like, the rise of Putin. And now I'm like, oh, my God, this is so relevant. And I'm, like, eating it up. Damn. That sounds fascinating. But that's my way of like doing this stuff. Like, I don't know. How do you feel about travel? Do you like traveling? Love it. Yeah. Like, do you, do you have like? I try to do it. I try to do it. Well, okay. So, so if I asked you, yeah, what, like, if you could go to one place and and stay there for a month, yeah, where would you go? I would try to go somewhere in Asia because I've never been there before. Nice. Like, do you yeah. have like any any place specifically, or you'd have to do research now that you have the Japan. funds? Japan. Yeah. Nice. I think that would be cool. Nice. My so w- the point that I'm that I'm leaning towards is yeah. when I was asked that question from one of my friends a couple weeks ago, I was like I'm not that like I kind of want to travel America more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's not like I'm against I don't know. I just never I never got that bug. I guess I never really traveled, so I I don't how could I get the bug if I never yeah. traveled, but Oh, I totally thought this was about to be a like, I love tra- Mr. Travel Man. Oh, no. It's, Interesting. It's just one of those things where it's like, it feels like out of character or something. It's like, you know, if you're on the left and like right. considered multicultural because you like. You had to have gone to Thailand when you were 20 yeah. or something. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, not, whatever. Not, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, do you, you, seem like have you, you I, you've been around? Have you? I've been, I've been very lucky. I've been very lucky to get to, to do some, some cool traveling. Like what? Uh, I went to Africa. Nice. When I was like ten. Did you convert people? Yeah, I Not went. Really? I did this this God thing. I do. I do all the time. <laughs> this is my full time job is converting people to Christianity. <laughs> Wait, but not really. Or did you? No. Oh, okay. Oh, was I was I legit on a mission? Trip? Yeah, yeah. No, but we did do like or whatever the very, Catholic like, equivalent of that would be. Yeah. No, it was not a Catholic venture. Nice. Um, Family. Yeah, it's just like my family that went. Nice. Um, 
And, man, where else do I go? Um, it's weird because I do have a lot of, like, privilege-based shame about it. Where I feel, like, very hmm. lucky to have, like, gone to travel a lot of places. Uh-huh. But then it's also something that I, like, actively try to not talk about. Yeah. <laughs> because it seems like a super... It's like, oh, yeah, uh, where did you summer? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is funny because it's just, like... I don't know. It just is true, and I'm putting a value judgment on it before I even like put it yeah. out in the universe, and it is even maybe weirder to try to lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Your mom's like, bitch, I took you to Africa. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, so my parents just like love to travel, so like we went to like, cool. Europe a few times. Uh, Africa, I went to South America once, twice. Mm-hmm. Once when I was like, I went to Argentina, went to Peru like Four years ago, maybe. Whoa. Did a big hike. Nice. And I feel like, because you, 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 you seem like someone that's into trying to change your mind or like yeah. enter a, enter an altered state of some kind. Oh yeah. I love I love natural altered states. I love yeah. Unnatural altered states. To me, travel is the best one. Nice. Of like, oh, I'm seeing my life differently. I'm seeing yeah. myself differently. I mean, I went context. to New York a couple of weeks ago. How's New York? New York gave me that feeling, I think. Yeah. Unless I'm wrong, unless like whatever I think that is domestically is not. It's allowed is to be New it. York. <laughs> well, it doesn't allowed. have to be. Well, it's like if I haven't like, you know, gone on a big hike in Peru, how do I know that the mindset right. is the same? Like if we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. But well, I feel, but I resonate. So yeah. I guess on that particular one in Peru, I was just there, and I was like, I, I'm lonely. I want to go home. <laughs> yeah, which was a funny one because I was so ready for this like mythical spiritual journey. Yeah, and I had done like a, the last travel I had done was also a solo adventure, mm. and I was just there, and I was just like, this sucks. Like I have no one to share this with. Like <laughs> I, I've I've I heard of like, that phenomenon before. Yeah, that's, that's wild. So sometimes you go and you're like, oh, I should have gone to just like, maybe I just should have gone to the beach yeah. <laughs> with my there, friends. <laughs> there's um <laughs> one of my favorite books. Um, It's called 4,000 Weeks, named after, do you know what 4,000 Weeks is? Is that the life and times of Jesus Christ? No. <laughs> I'm really thinking um, about Jesus a lot, four, I 4,000 Weeks is the average lifespan of uh, a Westerner. Really? Yeah. Four thousand only? Yeah. Oh, that's it's it's that's brutal. It's making a, me look at December a, differently. Fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucked up uh, thousand title. Oh, about, yeah. Yeah. So um anyway, so here's a chapter in that called um the like the myth of the digital nomad or something like that. And it talks about like sort of that phenomenon of like yeah. um like like there are studies that people are happier when um like to get a random week off, people yeah. are like, you know, cool, whatever. Um, to get to have like a big portion of the society get the same week off, people are like super happy. Like, yeah, like they're looking forward to it. No, no, actually, oh, are, are the, happy the, the that share. it that it happens together because doing Whoa. because I mean it's just like sort of you, you zoom out and you look at it, you're like, oh yeah, like humans are social animals, like. Of course, vacation alone is going to suck ass. Like, ask anyone right now. Like, you have any friends that are, like, fun employed or, like, 
you know, like like or in, yes. bet- in between jobs. Yes. And kind like, of all of my friends. Okay, well, I guess <laughs> maybe that's a different situation. <laughs> well, it's weird because it's weird being like self-employed because it kind yeah. of feels like you're always unemployed. Yeah. But like, yeah. So I I have I know some people who had jobs and they left them and they're like they're doing fine financially they're just like sort of like waiting for the next thing yeah i have and a I'm, few friends that are like have, are in between like traditional jobs yeah and i i'm a fucking sick ass guy is what i'm gonna <laughs> say and i'm like sometimes i know I'm people like, in between jobs I'm smoking weed actually and like listening to crazy music so but so i've asked these people yeah i'm like i were basically i just said to them like fuck dude i'm jealous like i want to yeah i want your like, I don't have time to do the things I want to do. And they're like, dude, the first two weeks is great. The rest of it's fucking terrible. I was just like, yeah. What? Like, maybe we need some sort of structure. And then our free time needs to have the antithesis of having, you know, work to do. Like, there has to be an end. There has to be the urgency to do things. Otherwise, the free time is is endless. It's like. Yeah. What's the point? I've had that experience in like shortly after college. Like I had no job. Mm-hmm. I like didn't really do anything. I didn't like really make anything. <laughs> you didn't and make I any had, art or anything. I had like more time. Yeah. Than I'd ever had. And you had no stuff. deadlines. Yeah, and I had absolutely no and no structure to mm-hmm. base anything around. And ever since I've like had a day job, it's like I have less time. But it's like, oh, it's like it's Tuesday. This is my day to make stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You you like you feel the urgency more when the time actually comes. Yeah. yeah, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what's your day job? I don't know. I teach music lessons. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, mostly little kids. Mostly, uh, do you work out of a studio? Is it private? I'm like transitioning from this studio to private. Uh huh. Are you are you um poaching any? I'm not. Which that's has been hard, but I got really lucky with this like one mom that put me in like a mom Facebook group. Oh, that's amazing! No, that's killer. Are they all local? They're all local. You like see them at the grocery yeah. store and stuff. No, <laughs> no, they all live in like South Pasadena, pretty much. Oh, so it's nice because it that's... does feel like they're over there a little bit. Yeah, they're sick though. Yeah, they're cool. Are they good? No, no one. <laughs> <laughs> No one, I've yet to come across anyone that is really like, holy shit, like this is a phenomenal musician. Mm-hmm. But it has like made me kind of recontextualize like, oh, music like is for everyone. Mm-hmm. And like something about just like, I don't know, there have been extraordinary moments. Mm-hmm. And like, there are certainly people that are like really promising. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people that I'm like, this kid is sick. Like, I wonder if this kid's like going to be into this and keep doing this. Yeah. And like be sick as fuck at it. Nice. But it has been like very healthy and just like for me in just terms of like just enjoying making music and just like trying to help other people enjoy music. Yeah, like music. truly spreading the love. Yeah. So that, that I've been trying to get more into that aspect of it because when I try to get down to just like what, well, like my kids are not, don't know enough scales and like my teachers would be mad at me for not teaching them good. Yeah. Then the job gets shitty and I stop having fun and and the kids stop having fun and it becomes just too intense. Sometimes I put too much pressure on it. Uh Uh-huh. Where I'm just like, I went to music school so you have to have a really intense music lesson. Yeah, so you're teaching like, okay. you're teaching guitar Aiden and Aiden is eight. And... <laughs> yeah. Eight. <laughs> Let's relax. Yeah. Yeah, especially I think yeah. early on, 
and it's sort of like a like both like um a criticism and uh i'm thankful for it of like the early music lessons i got was yeah did you how, have people like pushing you no it was like it was like fun it was like yeah if you learn it by ear just stare at the just stare at the sheet it's okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I learned everything by ear, so I couldn't fucking read music until like yeah. late high school. <laughs> and that's fun. Yeah, and it was Me just neither. like yeah, and it's like if you learn the like loving it is so much more important. Yeah, I mean, think about like I mean, did you did you do high school music? I sang in choir in high school. Okay. Oh, you didn't do any um any of like the nerdy no. band stuff. Our band program was like really small, oh. and I was like not into it. Man. Um, and I didn't like kind of come up through that system. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always outside of it. So I was like playing in garage bands and I started singing in the choir. Nice. It was fun. That's cool. That's yeah. super cool. Do you, do you feel like, do you regret not having a high school band? I, it seemed I mean, cool. Like kind yeah. of towards the end of high school, I was like, fuck, should I have been doing that? Especially when I like wanted to go to music school and I was like, fuck, I don't know. Like, well, yeah, a lot of you stuff. had to get into music school without having a band background. That's fucking wild. So it was like I was a bit stressed about it, but I had like a small enough grasp on some theory shits where they were like, "We'll give him a chance." Uh huh. Wait, so you got into USC directly in, or because I was like undeclared, and then I was like, I don't know what to do, and then I switched right. into mechanical. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, but no, but you I were went like for the music, the pop music, pop music program music. there, and I guess with pop music, you know, that's. Yeah, they weren't expecting a jazz like background. They expect no. a garage band. I guess that makes much more sense. Yeah, than... well, for me it was like, well, I, and I auditioned as like a songwriter. So they were like, "Let me hear your songs," and then like as a bass player, and they were like, "Let me see you play the bass <laughs> with this other with this drummer." Nice. You know? and, uh, that, and they were just like, "Sweet, yeah." That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. Were they good songs that you played? I don't know. I think about that a lot. I don't know if those songs were any good. Do you have a best song you've ever written that comes to heart? No. You, they're all your favorites? Do you, are you like a like a parent? Or they're all your least favorites? I don't know which one is like <laughs> the best. I don't know if I have that like sense of objectivity about it. I have like mm. my favorites for sure. Like what's your favorite? Um, fuck. I guess I don't have any favorites. <laughs> <laughs> It's usually like I feel like it's I've been thinking about it more in terms of like recordings recently. Oh, yeah. Of like, oh, I really like this recording. Nerdy. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll like root four songs that people don't like yet or don't like or like haven't got I haven't gotten like positive feedback or Uh-huh. Um, oh, like stuff you haven't recorded yet? Or stuff that I've stuff that I recorded like some songs on my album that I like worked really hard on that like nobody seems to like and I'm like, I'm the most proud of this one. And you know, no, yeah, that seems to be that crazy about it, but that's okay. Yeah, but I don't know if I like have like a. I like to think. I feel like sometimes things keep me going. Is that the best songs? Best songs are ahead of me. Yeah, definitely. And it's a terrifying feeling going like, what if they're not? Yeah, but you can't think that way. You just gotta keep making more stuff, dude. Yeah, like there's this one one of my favorite folk artists is a guy named Dan Reeder. And Dan Reader. And he's just making like awesome, hilarious stuff. And he's just like an old man. And I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, dude. Like, that's sick. If you keep like, keep that door open. Yeah. In whatever way. Like, just in whatever way. I don't know. I feel like so many people like peak young, but like the, 
the late bloomers to songwriting are so special to me. It's such a funny thing because so much of like pop music is like tied to youth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But so much of like writing in general is like like novels and shit. Yeah. Is like old guys yeah. and old people. Or like it's like a, it, it's not necessarily as tied to youth and like a lot of people are like I guess I don't really know, but it seems like in other forms of writing, it's like, oh, this person really got better as a writer in their like 30s or 40s. Yeah. That was when they really kind of like came into their own and like became masterful at their craft, you know? And it's yeah. not like, you know, Neil Gaiman like wrote one thing cool and then was like, eh, everything else has been shitty since. Yeah. Or something. But I feel like that does, like, there are the occasional ones where that happens. Like, um, I don't know. Is. Is J.D. Salinger maybe a good example? If you even consider Catcher in the Rye a good book. <laughs> I fear I've led us into a conversation about books. And I don't know anything about books. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I, I do. I, I generally agree with you. that. Or it's just, it's just interesting to compare like different mediums and like when people kind of worship. Yeah, the best known. Yeah, there's youth. like, there's, there's pop music, 27 Club. And then there's yeah. like, um, like, I wrote my biggest piece in like when i was like 50 yeah and that's i've been listening to a lot of people's like discographies in the last few years yeah trying to go through their whole arc okay i've i've have yeah the fantasy to do that i started a bunch of playlists that's like yeah like the where i want to make the best of playlists and i want to force myself to listen to the discography so i want to do like you know paul simon james taylor all that stuff yes i've been doing exactly that and what have you found is the pattern is there a pattern there's not necessarily a pattern. It's just like really interesting to see. Like I did Paul McCartney was one of them I did. Mm. And it was so interesting because he was like taking big swings late in his career mm-hmm. after he had made masterpieces. Wow. And he was making like some weird shit that kind of sucked. Uh-huh. And I was like, that rocks. And then there and then there were like stuff that was like really interesting and cool. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was just like people you think of as like absolute legends that are like, finding it and like working through stuff and like Randy Newman is another discography that I did that I was fascinated oh, by where he was like yeah. really going all over the place and like trying and he had this like late 80s like rap song that was like just like blew my mind and I was like what the fuck this guy was like doing rap in the 80s <laughs> what <laughs> I did not know and then that. he had all these all, like that was the most surprising discography to me and then wow. to me his most brilliant albums are his later albums like he put out an album in like 2017 that i think is one of his best records wow um, that's and so it was very surprising to yeah, me. Uh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. shocking really it's shocking <laughs> because it's all the these, normal trajectory of like especially bands. once you're once you're rich and comfortable it's like yes what yeah. the fuck like did you ever listen to um uh the the i think it's like a 2019 or 2020 paul simon album no the, the one that has wristband on it I somebody played me that song in a songwriting lesson, but I never listened to the album. Oh my god, dude, that song is so bad. It's like hilarious yeah. because I, um, silly song. I adore Paul Simon and like yeah. his early stuff and yeah. Um, the my friend that died, Paul Simon was like his hero. So then after he died, I was like, okay, I gotta get into Paul yeah. Simon. And then like that album came out, and I was just like, this is so fucking lame. Like, <laughs> I was, like, so critical. Yeah. I was just, like... No, totally. Yeah. Like, something about, like, like comfortability, but, like, like, like let's shit out a song. Like, I, uh, it, just, yeah. it just rubs me wrong. No, I feel you. 
And a lot of, yeah, a lot of people that made great stuff make shitty stuff. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. But I feel like he also had a song. Uh, I'm not I'm not as versed in Paul Simon as I should be, but I feel like he has like a some late career, like best of all timers. Mm. I've yet to do his discography yet. Yeah. Let's both promise to do it. What's the, <laughs> let's do it. He has let's a song about like angels or something. Mm. Oh God, somebody played it for me recently. I'm going to try to find it, but I feel like it's like a one of the dopest songs of all time. Nice. That he wrote like later in his career. Cool. But yeah, it's also like, what do you do? Yeah. You know, do you stop? And and especially like, I think, I don't know, we have a lot of, um, like, I don't, as far as, do you have any record deals where you like have a certain amount of songs you're supposed to make at a certain time for either of your projects? Me? Yeah. No. Just, you're, you're totally. I'm, Yeah. I have friends that have stuff like that and I've always, you know, been aiming for that and trying to make that happen in my life. And I'm being a little self-deprecating this moment. But also like, yeah, no, there's but, no, but do, do you there's think, no one saying, hey, do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there should be. I I think your 2021 Mac and Carol record is very, very good. Thank I'm, you very much, my I really friend. like it. And, Thanks, dude. And I think it's a matter of time. I like and, making stuff. I, I, I'm not going to stop. Great. I, I, I want to continue. Good. You shouldn't stop. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> but the like, would you work? I mean, I wrote like the last song I wrote is not very good. Yeah, and you know, but I but I do it to like get it out. And, and you know, we could you talk about our, our different strategies of like how yeah. much you rewrite versus how much you get it out as like an exercise and move on. Yeah, which I feel like I'm much more of the latter. But like, yeah. I would feel if if some uh, you know. Elf came down from heaven and was like, Joey, actually, the universe is going to bring you towards making music full-time the rest of your life. Yeah. And you need to have 10 songs by this time next year. I'd right. be like, fuck, five are going to suck. Oh, I just know it. Yeah. And yeah, it's part of being like a professional musician, just like just eating it and being like, yep, got to do what you got to do. Got to fill up the album. I mean, it's such a good question. Um and I'm curious on your thoughts on it as well. I think when you're in it, it's like, it's so hard to have perspective on the things that you're writing until much later. And like, I don't know if it's necessarily, I'm sure that that is the case for some people. I'm certainly with more like financial obligations where it's like, okay, like I, this is a, this is less of an artistic, it's like, I don't know, to, to every, to some degree, every, you know, you know, if there's like a, a scale of commercial versus artistic endeavor and like certainly those things can be together and, you know, just, I think some people are being like, fuck, dude, I just got to like finish the thing. Uh -huh. um, uh, but I don't think that all the songs that are bad are like were like made with cynicism. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you know, this is a shit it out. Let's yeah. do it. Like, because Paul yeah. McCartney, like, he didn't have to make more records. Like, he could have stopped. Yeah. And he, like, wanted to keep trying to make stuff. And then he, like, made some, uh, a bunch of different kinds of things. Some stuff that sucked, some stuff that rocked. What's interesting is that usually, the one thing that I have noticed in all the discographies is the production continues to be amazing and mind-blowing and, like, kind of on a, like, production value and just, like, just 
aesthetic and stuff like that stuff continues to grow get interesting yeah. and it's I'm gonna so I'm going to hire a chorus or like a full orchestra just yeah, for this totally. one song yeah and it's just like so interesting being like damn that like whoever engineered these drums maybe did the best work of their life on this like mediocre ass Kings of Leon song yeah. or whatever <laughs> you know yeah I'm like that sucks yeah. <laughs> that bums me out yeah but I, I, I'm, I'm and I, I do weird... think Paul is probably like the Paul McCartney yeah not Simon <laughs> you know how I feel about late yeah. Paul Simon. No, um, Paul McCartney is like one of the purest examples where I I feel like if someone writes like a hit or a couple hits, there's like the the hunger. You know, what I mean, you right. hear people talk about that hunger to to like be able to do it again. Like, yeah, you know, the my best songs are still ahead of me. Like, I could still like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a fluke. I'm not like a one hit wonder or a few hit wonder type of thing. Yeah, and I feel like with Paul, I mean, given that. He's the greatest living musician, probably greatest living songwriter. Like, yeah, you could probably just like be kind of content with that. But like, yeah, everyone that's in, so he's the pure example, right? Because he's the best, <laughs> right? And then everyone yeah. else is like, you know, like if they haven't, like, imagine, like, how would you feel at like age sixty-five if you had then released three albums and nothing really took out i mean i i yeah. don't know how'd you feel these are the things i think about every day <laughs> it's also i feel like it's it's fucked up because like i can ask like yeah m- like brutaler questions because i'm coming no, from a perspective of like you know i have like yeah a handful of monthly listeners and i probably know them like <laughs> and like th- having one stranger be out there in the world tell me like hey man i like your music i'd be like i made it yeah. <laughs> like that's all yeah. that it would take but i have a fucking full-time job you know what the fuck yeah I, I have no like real stakes besides like i like music i think that that is cool and i think that your album is cool Thanks. and i think that like trying to make it your main job I don't know. I feel like it's important to try to maintain just like a pure level of like, I found it really refreshing to listen to your record. Cause I was just hmm. like, hell yeah. <laughs> like I feel exactly, I feel like who this guy is in all these songs, you know? And that's like also what I want to do um, with my songs and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. Like how much of current, stuff do I validate by like daydreaming that like one day people will get into all my old shit <laughs> and everyone's gonna go listen to track six that no one is listening to right now dude and the world will know track six I was thinking about that today yeah. in terms of like the stuff I'm currently writing of yeah. like you know like maybe like one day like cause I think of like when I got into Dan Reader he was like not super well known he was yeah. this, he's this guy that was signed by um uh, oh Boy Records, which is owned by John Prine, um, and he got like hand signed by John Prine before he died, um, and like he was like super not well known, just like a middle aged dude, wow. like dude, it's possible. Like you just right keep chugging away. Yeah, there's tons of people like, like that. LCD Sound System, mm-hmm. Father John Misty, 
Mm-hmm. There are like all these people that are like, yeah, I was making music for like decades and no one really knew or cared. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, and that's like such a different, I don't know. It's it, it, like finances change so much of this, the story and like, yeah, whether or not it's your full-time thing or your, right. your side passion. And am I letting capitalism decide if my art is good? Am I letting yeah. John or Alex Smith or whoever the fuck the guy, the econ guy is? Oh, um. Alex Smith. I want to say Alex Smith. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Judging um, what your artistic successes are is like an important <laughs> thing to soul search about because yeah. if you leave it up to like quantified social media algorithms, it can be like really disappointing. Well, yeah. And yeah. in the incentive structure, could lead you to do things that you to make music you don't want to make in order to be yeah which is sort of my general theory on the modern yeah. state of music <laughs> is yeah certain behavior gets rewarded and that's just general that's evolution you know yeah it's for better or worse one thing i tr- i think about is that like Trying to, like, okay, so if that's not going to be the perfect measure of artistic success, I, I don't want there to be no process of of judging my stuff. Because, like, when I was in school, for example, I was just getting, like, a lot of feedback on my songs. Yeah. Like, it made them a lot better. Yeah. And I'm basically wondering, like, okay, so to what extent is, like, what, what process makes the art better? Like, what makes the best art, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and if, is it, like, and his commerce evolved sometimes. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah. even then, like, is, like, how many disparate opinions are even, like, is too many? Because I remember I took yeah. songwriting classes, you know? Right. And I remember being in classes and, like, some someone would give feedback. I go, that's some great feedback. And someone else give feedback. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, that's, totally. that's a hor. Why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very, it's something I'm thinking about a lot. Because I, I have this, like, pile of demos that I'm working through right now. And nice. I'm like, Mostly medium, I think, medium quality songs. And it's like, I'm trying to figure out, like, which ones are medium plus and which ones are actually good and which ones are, which ones can I make better and which ones should I just, like, leave behind. And Yeah, you can recycle the line. Like, that line's hilarious. I gotta use it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's how hard, ma- man. I don't think it's a perfect process and I don't think it needs to be. Do you, um, how how many times do you think, or I don't know if that's, if you can count, but, like, do you feel like you often turn medium songs into good songs though you i don't know if you're the type of person to call any of your songs good because you're so humble. i think so like <laughs> I, speaking at least compared to my other songs mm-hmm. um i think so yeah especially sometimes i will forget i will have like amnesia about it uh-huh. because i will only kind of remember the finished product and then sometimes i will hear like an old voice memo or something uh-huh. of like an early draft of something and be like oh this song like wasn't there yeah you know and it was like revisions that got it there and Um, and so what's what's your revision process like like how often are you just throwing out whole verses like i mean because there's a classic you know capo up or down tempo up or down yeah and that sort of thing but then like reworking songs the real stuff i think is like yeah like a rewritten verse or something like that like throwing out i mean and i'm sure you feel the same like throwing out a verse that you worked hard on yeah is fucking painful yeah it is <laughs> and it's like and it kind of comes like up with production a lot for me too where it's like mm. especially like when it comes down to mixing it's like listen 
Yeah, because every doing sick that idea too. is not going to be able to be represented. Like, yeah. there's not enough frequencies. You yeah. know, you're yeah. gonna have to lose some sick ideas. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's fine. You know, like, and so it's like we're trying to be comfortable with that. But I rewrite a lot. Nice. Sometimes I don't, and sometimes I, I don't know. I'm, I, I like to do it. Yeah, like how, yeah. how many? Like, I feel like there's the classic like Bob Dylan Leonard Cohen thing of like yeah. Bob Dylan's like I did I did this in ten minutes yeah. and then like Leonard Cohen's like it, it took Good. me ten years. To yeah, eighty three verses. And... Yeah, yeah. And I feel like finding just like finding what is true for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and like being like, am I am I in creative fear? Am I hiding by not wanting to do that, or do I actually yeah. think this is makes my shit better? And I actually just like. Yeah, that you was the sit all here all day and pick it apart and not actually put it out and you just kind of like put it out. Yeah, because either one could be from a place of fear, right? And yes. you're like, yeah, the whole process is a fearful one because what if people hate it and tell right. me so yeah. to my face, and that would that would be lame. Yeah. So, and part of being the artist is being like, this is what I think is cool. Yeah. And like standing behind it. Yeah. And it's scary. Yeah. Because just being a lover of science, it's like. Are you telling me there's no like perfect litmus test I can do to like my shit is good? <laughs> that the mix is ready or whatever? Yeah. It's tough, dude. The mix is never ready. You just decide to walk away one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. How Joey! Do you, how, <laughs> no, hit me. Hit me with your how question. How do you decide man. when a mix is ready? <laughs> um, I usually mix with somebody else. Uh-huh. That helps. Like you, like are I you, pay someone else to do it. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> and then I go over and I go like, "Can we make this part louder?" Yeah, and this part quieter. Yeah, and we'll like work on it a few times, and then it kind of hits a point where it's like, "Okay, how I've much? How much more am I going to pay this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I do feel like having somebody come in at the end mm-hmm. is very helpful for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How do you do? Yes. Dude, I mean, well, I was just mixing with my uh, my housemate Dalton. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of just like over a very long time, just sort of like slowly doing it, and I like changed some stuff. I re-recorded some stuff. I wrote a new song, and added it in. So "Happy Holidays," the first song on that yeah. album, is like the one I I wrote it like at the very. Last, I think I wrote that like less than a year ago, like or actually about a year ago now, probably in December, you know. <laughs> um, Hell yeah! And just like threw that in at the end, so that made it take longer. And it's just, I don't know. I, but I really, I was just like, it, it took so long, and I was just like, I want to say goodbye to these songs, and the feeling of like saying goodbye to them and like locking them in stone helped me write much more. And that, mm. it, it, like, giving, giving yourself that forward momentum is just so important because, I mean, I, you know, I you know plenty of people who are, like, amazing songwriters who are still, like, working on their first album. And, like, I, I get yeah. it. And I also just, like, that's not me. It's tough, man. It's tough <laughs> knowing what you got to do for you. Yeah. You know? But I think it's weird because with podcasts, I'll put out, I'll put out a hundred. I'll put out hundreds of yeah. me just going, I don't know, is this anything? <laughs> but then when it comes to picking songs, I'm like, let me think about this for two years. <laughs> well, but that's also like, you're, 
you could be like your identity as far as i can tell is not caught up in podcasting well that's where you're wrong <laughs> you you introduce yourself at a party as a podcaster no. first and foremost no i wouldn't yeah it's like a hobby yeah that's right it's it's like a like a passion hobby like it's yeah. a humanistic endeavor to yeah. like have an opportunity to get to meet with people and and talk about things and be like like you know almost like it's like creating an artificial it's like school it's like homework you know you create this artificial environment to do something that's good yeah that's i'm gonna i'm gonna clip that out and play it to myself every time i think about do i want to keep doing this podcast (laughs) mostly i have people over so i can pretend to be god (laughs) and ask them about the rehearsal (laughs) has the has the rehearsal come up other times in this podcast it's come up in my life, uh-huh. but not on this. I don't know if it's come up on this podcast yet. Wow. Leave a comment below. Uh, <laughs> I liked it, man. I thought it was good. I thought yeah. it was interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sort of like a, a scary existential, uh, like, wow, people really be like this out in the world. <laughs> Joey! Back in. Thanks for making the time, dog. Of course. Thanks for asking insightful questions. Thanks for having me. And thanks for just like thoughtfully talking about your heart and your mind. <laughs> you know? Of course. I feel richer for the time. Thanks for letting me do all the stuff I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I really got to not do the show at night, I think. That's <laughs> what know. I'm learning. And that's completely... <laughs> Let the record show that this that was totally my fault. He's like, could no. you could you do it in the morning? And I was like, No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I mean, hey, I'm learning about myself. Uh-huh. One thing I'm learning about is that I my brain sucks after like eight PM. Nice. And I'm really getting good stuff done. That's funny. What time do you wake? We talked so hard. We lost five minutes. <laughs> Joey, where can people find your music? You can find it anywhere that you stream yeah. music. Such, yeah. Such as the normal places and also on Bandcamp, which is a great little website. That's right. And give money to a goose. And you don't get that because you missed when we talked about it before. That one's but just, do it. It's just for us. <laughs> Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking.